0: by Andy Hill of MarriageKidsAndMoney.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD for our parenting leg of the week. I'm your host and narrator, Greg Audino. Great to have you here with me once again as we turn towards content that is written specifically for the parents out there. Today's article comes from Andy Hill, whose blog offers a great blend of parent and finance content. You'll hear that a lot on display in today's reading too. So without further ado, let's jump right into his work and start optimizing your life. Have I Committed to Too Many Kids' Activities? By Andy Hill of MarriageKidsAndMoney.com Hi Andy, you've said that Nicole keeps you balanced with actually living life while still trying to reach your financial goals. How do you balance kids' activities and optional expenses? My kids are 4 and 1, and we've just started to branch out into formal activities like swimming lessons and gymnastics classes. I know that parents can go nuts with fun and enriching activities and kid events, easily spending hundreds of dollars a month. I'm not interested in being a tightly scheduled family or spending tons of money on activities, but I also don't want to lean too far into living in a cardboard box territory. I'd love to hear your perspective on how your family balances kids' activities and expenses. Thanks, Allison. What great timing for this question, Allison. This is actually where my wife Nicole and I flip the spender and saver roles. Maybe because playing sports and being part of teams was so important to me growing up, I way over-sign up my kids for activities. Here are a few of my expensive kids' sports follies thus far. Baby Swimming Lessons I signed Calvin up for swimming lessons when he was a baby and kept him in it through his second birthday. Yes, it was a great bonding experience for me and him, but he still doesn't know how to swim, and he is now four. Soccer Too Early There was a local soccer class that I thought Zoe would enjoy so I signed her up. Mistake. She literally would lay down in the middle of the field and cry while other kids ran around her. And at one point, the coach came up to me and said, you're going to have to pick her up or she's going to get trampled. Youth soccer fail number two. And then I pretty much learned nothing and signed Calvin up for soccer at two years old as well. Through all of the practices, he was cold, crying, and just wanted me to hold him the whole time. What did I learn from this? I guess, I suppose, I should have waited on all these activities, and I probably would have saved a boatload of dough and time. But hey, I got some funny stories out of it. Nicole is the one that is my good sounding board when it comes to moderation with the kids' activities. She really wants to not overwhelm our schedule and not waste our money when we could be using it on activities and things that make us all happier. Here are a few of my wife's words of wisdom on this that I'm still learning. Number one. The kids can pick up one activity at a time. If we've signed Zoe up for soccer in the fall, then we shouldn't sign her up for dance as well, even if she really wants to. If we do, then Zoe will get overwhelmed, and quite honestly, since I'm so busy with my day job and my podcast, I won't be able to take her to all of these activities. Nicole will end up running around town for practices, games, meets, and recitals. It won't bode well for our family time, our downtime, and quite frankly, our marriage. Number two pick age-appropriate activities, even if they have a class. Just because they have a swimming class for babies doesn't mean that it's a good idea. And just because they have soccer for a two-year-old doesn't mean they are ready to play. Youth sports is a $15 billion industry, so beware if you're being sold into something that's not really worth it. I'm mostly speaking to myself here, Allison. Number 3. Balance the school year with athletics and the summertime with learning we noticed Zoe lost a bit of her kindergarten math skills, reading skills, and Spanish skills over the summer. Given that, Nicole thought instead of doing multiple athletic-focused camps, we should consider some camps for learning. For example, we would sign Zoe up for science camps, STEM camps, or math camps instead of gymnastics and dance. That way, we're keeping her sharp during the summer. And then during the school year, when her little six-year-old brain is fried from learning all day, We can involve her in sports to help her get some exercise and have fun. Those are some of our thoughts, Allison. Honestly, we're young parents like you, just trying to figure it out. Zoe is six and Calvin is four, so I'm sure we'll learn a ton more as they grow. And I'm sure I'll sign them up for more classes, camps, and adventures in the future. There will be some good ones and some bad ones. I hope they love one of them, and that it becomes a passion of theirs that makes them really happy. You just listened to the post titled, Have I Committed to Too Many Kids Activities? by Andy Hill of MarriageKidsAndMoney.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. And a big thank you to Andy for sharing some of his thoughts and experiences today. I really appreciate his humility and how well he's able to laugh at what he's learned from these uh, premature signups of his. And we see a lot of this when signing both our kids and ourselves up for things, right? It feels like a good idea. We've maybe seen others have success, so we go ahead and do it. But sometimes, you know, even if we'd like to be, we just aren't ready in terms of time, money, or even just emotionally. So when it comes to involving your kids in certain extracurriculars, I would recommend first thinking about what you want them to gain from the experience. What do you really hope the experience will help them achieve, or how will it help them grow? If you can't answer that question, that's Probably enough reason to rethink the sign up, but if you do have good intentional answers, but you're still concerned about time or budget, think about all the different outlets, the different ways that they can learn what you want them to learn ways that are you know that go beyond just signing them up for X, Y or Z activity. You might find creative ways to teach this lesson in the home or with family, ways that are both cost effective and help to nurture the bonds that they have with loved ones too so I'll leave it to you folks. We're done for today. I hope you took something from this article and I hope you will share it with a parent in need. Certainly a a lot of new frazzled parents out there could benefit from such a post. So do spread the wealth. And aside from that, have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow for another parenting post. That's where your optimal life awaits.